show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. Well, it's been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the rain breaks down in Columbia. It is good. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina. It's gone. Touchdown. Hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now. Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dabbitt, dude. All right, greetings and good Wednesday morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and it is Masters Week and Masters Week is teed up by our friends at TravelingCountryClub.com, the coolest club in the Carolinas and the only club that would let me into it. If you're looking for a club to join, this is the one for you, a very low monthly rate. You can play over 40 courses in the Carolinas with TravelingCountryClub.com. Don't forget as well, a big tournament coming up uh, in uh, July, which we will talk about tomorrow and Friday because Michael Manis, former golfer at South Carolina, will be part of our Masters coverage here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. So will Meredith Taylor, also former golfer at South Carolina. And we all know what Meredith is doing right now to train all of you wannabe golfers like myself. Uh, Make sure that you uh, check out Meredith, uh, if you're trying to improve your golf game, you can do it virtually uh, with McKellar Enterprises. We, of course, are brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia as well. Phil tells you all the time to turn your back porch and backyard into an outdoor retreat. You can do that with our friends at Express Sunrooms. Carolina blanks North Carolina. See how I did that last night up in Charlotte, which a lot more South Carolina fans there. There generally are the Gamecocks have done quite well uh, playing up in Charlotte, 5-2 and two in their last seven contests up there. Maybe we could kind of put that narrative to bed for those that, for whatever reason, think that they don't win in Charlotte. That's just wrong. They actually do a lot more than they lose. And they did last night with some late runs uh, to uh, get another quad one win and now, of course, turn their attention to LSU. Plenty to get to in that series. It begins tomorrow we've got plenty of football to get to today jc's got a brand new column up right now on the big spur about some transfers some news on hoops transfers as well but we'll lead off today with roman kimball and he unfortunately is injured this year if he wasn't south carolina in my opinion would win the national championship there wouldn't even be anybody that'd be close it'd be over by now everybody be turning in their cards and we'd be just rolling right along to number three here in Columbia, South Carolina. They might still do that as well. But Roman Kimball, of course, battling injuries. He's got an incredible V-log going as well. If you haven't been following along, you should. I've watched it as much as I can 
this dude's going somewhere. If baseball doesn't take him to the big leagues, he's going to be in the big leagues, maybe a video production, uh, because, Roman, it is something special. But we're glad to have you. Thanks for giving us inside and all access. I'm not sure how much Co- Coach Kingston always appreciates it, but you do a great job, and, and we're lucky to have you to lead off our program today. JC and Phil, I didn't even introduce them. They co-host the show. That would probably be a good thing. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I appreciate all the kind words. And um, Kingston, in fact, actually does appreciate and love it all. So it's, it's <laughs> a huge plus of me like being able to do all this. And um, it's great to know that I have all the coaches' support and uh, – Actually, Coach Lee actually like tweets about it sometimes, and he yeah. he comes he comes in the locker room and it's like, oh, Kimball liked that video last night. So it's it's nice to have their support too. Have you? Uh, do you hunt? Are you a hunter? Uh, no, I don't hunt. So I'm from New York. I'm from New York, so like New York, <laughs> you don't really hunt up there. So like, yeah. both my roommates are from down south, and one of my roommates is Sam Simpson, and he's a big big time hunter. Yeah. So he he's always doing stuff for hunting and like making sure he's got all of his decoys all set up and all that stuff. <laughs> well, I was, was going to tell you, I, I've known Monty since I was nine years old. I was actually his bat boy in college. And, uh, and, and I was going to say, if you, if you're a hunter, you know, vlog that thing, go out there with Monty and, and vlog that. So oh you got to be quiet now because he, he, yeah. he'll get rid of you in a hurry. But, uh, but I'd uh, watch that. That was, you know, like like uh, in the woods with Monty Lee, you know, something like that. Yeah, that would be funny. No, yeah, Monty is a big time hunter too. I, he um he sent a picture to Sam the other day of him out like with a turkey or something. So he's always about it. And I know uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Cole Messino was tweeting out the other day about how uh, he was asking like any Gamecocks any Gamecock fans they had like land that him and Monty and like Sam and Ricky could go hunt on and have. This- Dude. Over yeah, Cole Messina is is like is a Duck Dynasty kind of guy. I mean, yeah, that yeah, guy could be he fit, he and Monty would. I'd pay to watch that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, like I, I would I would tune in for a Monty Lee and Cole Messina hunting special. Oh, dude. <laughs> just, well, you should see you should see Monty and Smoke hunting together. Oh that wow, is something that's straight out of Central Cast. Right all they there, do is you know, go back and forth. So yeah, Messina. By the way, just off the top here, uh, JC Phil. I don't know. I I know y'all watched the game last night. I was watching the game. Roman, maybe you could clear this up. Did Cole go with the buzz on the side and just gonna let that thing keep growing in the back, or what the hell's going on here? Yeah, he did. He did. He's going for the mullet look. And yeah, fun fact: I've actually been cutting a lot of the guys' hair recently. Like, so Wimmer, wow. Wimmer's buzz cut, I cut. Uh, oh. Will Sanders, I cut. Um, and I actually did Cole the other day too. So it's 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 been like an occurring theme recently that I've been like cutting the guys' hair. I, okay. I don't know. So so he's like. And so you're a barber on top of all the I, other stuff yeah, you do, man. A goodness, bit, a bit, you're like yeah. vlogging, and so <laughs> you you uh. So that yeah, so this whole Joe Dirt thing, like this is a serious look that we're going to go with here. Yeah, right. I'm bringing it. Back. I'm all for it as long as they keep, you know keep winning. Roman, what's this season been like? I mean, I know it's unfortunate that you were hurt, and and that that stinks because I, I watched you actually pitch at Notre Dame. Um, unfortunately, I live outside of Chicago, so I'm pretty familiar with Notre Dame. Uh, fiance's a Notre Dame fan and stuff, but. Uh, you know, going to Omaha last year obviously was huge and uh, and all that and uh, I guess it was last year was it was it this yeah, past last season year, yeah. um, and, and and you know then unfortunately you have the injury but 
kind of contrast uh, the, the, I guess, the situations in, in the dugouts um, and, and kind of what do you – are there any similarities, you know, spirit-wise, uh, you know, attitude-wise or whatever that you can sense, uh, you know, with those two teams, uh, your new team and your old team? Yeah, so I feel like the biggest difference for me, it's like like Notre Dame is, was – in Link Jarrett's time there, three years, they were really successful. Like first year, the COVID year, I think they were like 14 and two heading to Louisville to like face them on the road. And then the season got canceled. And at that time, Louisville was ranked really high. But the next year, lose the Super Regional in Mississippi State. And then last year, I feel like most of the guys who were still on the team kind of had that like feeling that like we belong in Omaha like this year. Like this is our year we're going to be in Omaha this year and like, we're going to make a run. Like that was just kind of the team mindset. I feel like this, this team that I'm on now, the mindset is like, we're going to prove that we belong in Omaha. It's, it wasn't like the same mindset as such as like, we belong in Omaha. It's kind of like, we're going to prove that we, we can be the team that the Carolina Gamecocks were in 2011 and 2012, 2010. And we're going to prove that we belong in Omaha, that this is what the program's all about. And the, the chemistry between the guys is is next to none. Like, I think our clubhouse atmosphere and everything is better than what it was last year at Notre Dame. Everybody's always pulling for each, for each other. Everybody's always got each other's support. And it's it's a great group of guys. And, you know, it's 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 been a blast so far. And obviously the 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 record and the stats and everything show show that that we're that we're legit. So. Yeah, let me get something cleared up here. Is it vlog or vlog? Because the people are what? Look, I'm not old, but I'm not young either. So what is it? I've always called it a vlog. Am I wrong? The correct term is vlog, but I, vlog, whatever you want to say. We, can or, we just go with vlog for the yeah, next that, twenty that minutes? Works. That, that, that right. works. Sorry. So I mean, would you call a blog a vlog? Yeah, Bradford. I would sometimes. As a matter of fact, I mean, it, you know, it's, I, I, who cares? Yeah, I, a I didn't know. I just, it's just, a, it's a. I apologize. That's kind of uh, gangster. You know, it's kind of gangster, like Belog. I was born B-log. in the eighties, man. What's up, I, mean, I love um, your. You're giving that boomer energy off with that, you know, like single typing yeah, you know. finger on the cell phone <laughs> with that. Uh, 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 people, people are, uh, people are over. Yeah. Woo, thank God this is in the message board. Somebody's right, taking yeah. my head off right now. Um, and uh, and and I agree. I do agree. I saw somebody say this a minute ago in the Nano Sports chat box here. Uh, BRC. Classic Marlins hat because we grew up with that hat. That was a classic hat. So plenty to get to on South Carolina, Roman. Um, but I, I do want to go back to your days at Notre Dame because last year heading into the Supers, y'all had to play Tennessee and Knoxville. And going into that series, guys who we all greatly respect in baseball like Kyle Peterson and, and others out there. Matter of fact, Kyle Peterson said he thought that that team – the 2022 Tennessee Volunteers team itself was the best team he had ever seen in college baseball. But y'all didn't see it that way because y'all beat them. What was the when you when when you arrived in Knoxville? Um, walk us walk us through what was going on in that locker room. How you were approaching that series? Did you hear the outside noise? Take us through it. Yeah. So. Like I was saying, like we kind of had that chip on our shoulder after after the selection show because we felt that we deserved at least a regional host last year. Um, we felt like we kind of got screwed over a little bit by the committee, but 
So going into the regionals and the supers, we kind of had that chip on our shoulder thinking like, hey, we're going to show that we're, we should have hosted and like we belong in Omaha. Like, so we just kind of went in there like very business, business like just went in there, took care of business. But like going in, like we knew we knew that they were obviously the number one team in the country and like what they brought to the table, pitching wise, hitting wise and everything. I think like Link Link did a great job with this. And like, th- this is why he's one of the, the best coaches in college baseball is he broke, broke down the scouting report Our basically our whole entire scouting report against them was they're going to play for the big inning. They don't, they don't defend the run game. Well, they don't defend the small ball game. Well, and all you really have to do is just put the ball and play against them. And that's, that's what we did. And that's why, that's why we beat them there. Most of their pitchers are really slow to the plate. So it's, they're super vulnerable to the run game mm-hmm. and, and their, their defense was their flaw last year. And um, all you got to do is just put the ball and play against them. And we tried to limit strikeouts as much as we could. And uh, it was, it was successful for us. Uh, Hey, Phil, Mm -hmm. we got a long ways to go before we get there, but put all that down in the scouting report for the final series of the (laughs) season against Tennessee. That's Uh, probably useful coming up, you know. Well, I will handle it from here, Roman. We'll call uh, King and Monty and JP, and we'll make sure that they've got all this information. So y'all have can win that series okay no, yeah, that, that's, and that's fine the weekend yeah mm-hmm. well you, but you know what and and say and being serious about this how old are you 19 20 19 yeah it is it's very rare to hear a 19 year old 20 year old be able to roll off a scouting report like that um because you're a college baseball player most of you just show up and play uh yeah. you know yeah you go through scouting reports but you don't ever regurgitate them really you just step in the box and hit you step on the mound and pitch and then here you are almost a year later, and you can remember pretty much everything going into that series. That is remarkable. Um, that's, so hat, yeah. hats off to you, my man. So last night oh, – I'm sorry, Jamie. Go ahead. Well, I, no, no. I, I, the, the, I was just rolling that into real quick. Why would you, why'd you come? Because you pitched in Lexington for P27. Why did you yeah. choose Notre Dame? Why did you come home to Carolina? Yeah, so senior year came down and went to P27 Academy. We got a couple guys – a couple of freshmen who came from there this year as well. Uh, Austin Williamson and Connor McCreary also went there. So senior year, uh, New York COVID was really bad at that time. So wasn't sure if we were going to have a season. One of my best friends from travel ball was coming down here to play for P27 as well and kind of convinced. Well, I shouldn't say convinced, but talk to me, talk to me about it. And me and my parents thought it was a, a great possibility for me to come down here and, and like, I guess play competitions way better down here than what it was in upstate New York. Um, and obviously the weather's better, more games. So came down here my senior year. And then how I actually ended up wanting to come here was like, we came to a couple games when I was here and I remember it was Arkansas was number one at the time we came and watched and the atmosphere was crazy. And this was during COVID too. So like, the games were technically supposed to be at like half capacity or whatever, but they were packed and it was, the atmosphere was awesome. And um, I think we came to the Mississippi state game too. Um, and I think Mississippi state, that was the year Mississippi state won the whole thing. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. And that was what kind of sparked my interest in coming here. And then after like summer ball was over and was, I was in the portal, I talked to coach Parker and me and coach Parker have a great relationship and, he kind of talked to me about some things that I needed to work on after Notre Dame and then came in here in the fall, fixed those things. And, and I had the best 
the best fall I've ever had. I pitched, pitched the best I ever did. And then unfortunately ended up getting hurt, but I, I I'm super excited. Like this, this is the most fun I've ever had playing baseball and I, I can't even play. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a great atmosphere. And like I said, the, all the guys are great and everything. And, and I'm super excited to be here. And I mean, I'm looking forward to the end of the season this year, but looking forward to next year as well to be able to get out there and compete in a Gamecocks uniform. Sure. And you're part of a uh, now and probably next year too. Uh, there's just a bunch of talented arms on this roster. And you know, like I was saying last night, boy, it uh, uh, the bats came alive late, but the, the pitching staff just completely shut them down. Um, what can you say about this group overall? Uh, I know it's not always been perfect. Baseball's not a perfect game, uh, but uh, it, it, you know, you could really tell last night and in certain situations this year uh, that, that South Carolina really has a stable uh, of arms, which is even more re- remarkable because you and Ricky Williams are both hurt. <laughs> and uh, those are guys that, uh, you know, obviously you guys would have been in the mix. So uh, what can you say about just the group of pitchers that, that uh, Coach Kingston and Justin Parker have assembled uh, here at Carolina? Yeah, I mean, the bullpen has definitely been our strongest um, portion of our team. Uh, just to be able to have guys out there like Chris Veach, Kate Austin, Eli Jones, um, Matthew Becker, and Austin Williamson and all those guys. Like, it's it's insane that we have so many bullpen arms. And, like, everybody has contributed this year. Like, everybody has had a big inning. Everybody has pitched in a big spot. And it, it's a, it's somebody different every day. I remember last night, uh, John French was in the in the on deck circle, and Coach Kingston talked to us after the game. And Kingston was saying that he went up to John French and was like, "Hey, like you're the guy who blew this game open, and like like just go up there, have an approach, whatever." And he's like, "Coach, like it's somebody new every day," and and that's kind of how it's been for us so far. I mean, like somebody somebody new every day is going to take a step up. I mean, a, a great example from. Missouri a couple weekends ago was Evan Stone hit two home runs in a game and he had been pretty cold the entire year, but now he's, now he's hitting the ball great. So it's, it's just somebody new every day. And that's, that's how this team, that's how this team is. It's just a bunch of guys having fun going out there and sporting each other and somebody stepping up every single day. South Carolina, right handed pitcher, Roman Kimball at 11, 20. How long do we have, have you this morning? I think we have four more minutes. We've got till uh, we do we get a five after eleven twenty five? Okay. <laughs> I I just I, I just go with what I was told by uh yeah. uh the uh Carolina Rise uh, baseball general manager John Whittle about how oh. much time you guys have. <laughs> uh yeah, he he he, he kind of communicates all that for me. Do do me a favor, describe playing for Coach Kingston. Um I mean I guess I can't technically give you a general answer since I haven't really played but um his leadership I mean, just talk about how, how well you've gotten to know coach king yeah so i mean coach kingston's been great um ever since i got hurt he's always like he's always been there for me if i ever need anything i can reach out to him he's always asking me how i'm doing um see him in the weight room all the time always asking me how i'm doing and stuff like that so um i mean it's not recently it hasn't obviously been as like detailed as what it was before, but he's got more things to focus on. Like he's focusing on games and stuff. Whereas I'm more focused on my rehab and getting back to health, being healthy and stuff. But I mean, just to see the way that he like handles himself in the dugout and has been like making all these decisions and, and, and we've had a lot of high pressure games and for him to be able to make some of these decisions that he has, it's, it's been cool to see and the success has been there. So 
it's it's been it's been fun to see how Coach Kingston has handled all the, all this and stuff. And I'm sure it's got to be nice for him with all the injuries that the team had last year to be able to have all these guys back and be able to like be as good of a team as we are. Who who works out more, him or Monty? Hmm. I I think. I mean, I I haven't seen Monty in there much recently, but oh. I, I, do see, I do see Coach Kingston in there. Let me put a that lot. note down, Monty. You're getting fat. But hey, Monty, Monty, Monty might be in there when I'm not in there. He might be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> yeah. I'm fans of the, the – wrap it up with Roman Kimball here. A fan of the chat box says he loves your YouTube videos. Keep them coming. Uh, yeah, man, they're I, great. I, I, yeah, I try yeah. to share them on social media as much as I possibly can whenever I see one, and certainly we're impressed with that. Can, but can, can you we also air them a, here from time to time? Like, can we show a clip on here? We probably we'll could. Yeah, absolutely, we'll, yeah. We'll have to give a yeah. fill to do that. Uh, but you also have a gear line, and this is one of the beautiful things about NIL these days. You guys can create your own shirts and stuff. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a Spencer Rattler golf visor. Nice. So, cool. you know, yeah. I, 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 unfortunately, yeah. I bought some of Marshawn Lloyd stuff, and that's uh, – Lining the turtle pond right now since he went to Southern Cal. Do you but, hear that, uh, Roman? Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't transfer your stuff's going in the pond. Oh, don't worry. I'm here to stay. I'm here to stay. But no, no. Uh, so uh, Phil put that up in the chat box, that link. It's bonfire.com slash store slash Roman dash Kimball, his name. Uh, we'll also put that on our Twitter account. And a lot of good stuff here. In fact, I'm going to go buy some stuff here right after we get off. And uh, I awesome. think that hoodie probably has my name on it right there. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the colder weather, but, uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, and you design all this yourself, right? Yeah. All of this, all the stuff awesome. that I've done is, is pretty much by me. Well, cool. you, you can come on anytime you want to, to promote your stuff. You don't have to go through Whittle, you know, we love it, <laughs> but you can, you can you know, come on anytime. Numbers and emails and all that. Yeah. Just yeah. Reach out. You, you can come on anytime we will share. Uh, this awesome. is great. Cause now we got a guy in production that we don't have to do anything for. We just put the, yeah, exactly. the video on and we show highlights from the weekend. Who uh, is Jeff Kimball, by the way? That's my dad. dad. Yeah. He's in there. He's in the Nana sports chat box. Okay. What's up, Jeff? <laughs> All right. From, you, you got a you got a killer son, uh, Mr. Kimball. We appreciate it. in upstate yeah. New York, probably. Uh, they, your parents still live in upstate New York or yeah, they're uh, still in upstate New York. I know some uh, I know like Jack Mahoney's parents live in Charlotte now. They're from Chicago originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm trashing Chicago today, man. Some bad stuff happened here yesterday. But anyway. Yeah, don't you uh, yeah. Well, but yeah, before, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you wrap it up. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask. He already gave us a scouting report earlier. Could you give us a weather report on the weekend? How many are we going to get in? I don't know. My da- my dad was actually telling me that the weather's supposed to be pretty bad this weekend. But hopefully, the- I've I've heard a rumor maybe a doubleheader Thursday, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I've- it's just something I've heard. I had heard that too, but then I I heard last night that idea got nixed. I'm not sure mm-hmm. by who, but uh, you'll get one in. I know that. Yeah. Hopefully you'll be one and zero, and then so on and so forth. But what a season so far! Uh, this has been twenty-seven and three. It's the best record in college baseball, Roman. That that is really unbelievable. And um, keep keep getting better. I know there's a lot of people sure. who can't wait to see you pitch for the Gamecocks, yeah. and uh, we'll have you back on very very soon, anytime. Absolutely appreciate you guys, and thank you for so much for having me on. Okay, thanks, it. Roman. Appreciate it. Um, uh, Phil, can you make sure that we maybe take that gear link and from maybe throughout the show from time to time, we can just pop it up on the bottom. Um, 
Okay. Of the screen, if you can maybe make a little thing for it. I'm adding it to the YouTube uh, description as well. Okay. Right, cool. Cam asked, is Carson Hornig injured? Uh, I'll fill you in on that. He's got us cracking his foot so he can bat. Yeah. But he can't run. So that and uh, it's it's something that he'll come back from. It's it's probably he'll probably be back before he'll be back soon. Uh, McGillis, yeah. Willis yeah. McGillis, what's his name? Will, Will McGillis. Will, Will McGillis. Willis McGillis. <laughs> yeah, I, the kid from yeah, Southern Miss. I, I just uh, there's my brain today, kid from Southern Miss. So, uh, but yeah, that's the update on Carson. Uh, he should be fine, and you I know mean, he can this team, this, hit. This team has not completely avoided the injury bug. I mean, you know, we, we just talked to probably who would have been one of the better long relievers on the team or, or maybe even a starter. And Ricky Williams from Clemson was supposed to be out of the bullpen and, and a big part of it as well. Both, this, both, both those guys are hurt. And uh, and there, there have been some bumps and bruises. But I'll tell you what, guys like Michael Braswell, Evan Stone, everybody that, uh, you know, just like Roman was talking about, every, it's a different guy every time. That's a sign of a good baseball team, guys. Yep. Uh, as a Braves fan, I'll never forget Francisco Cabrera. Y'all remember that? Remember yeah, Francisco yeah. Cabrera? The hit? My dad, the whole year, uh, my dad, one of my dad's favorite sayings was he's slower than Al shite, right? And I used that to kind of describe Marcus Satterfield's offense this past year. But anyway, uh, so he griped about Sid Bream all year long. I mean, it was embarrassingly bad. It was like, some of our guests get when they get on a roll <laughs> criticizing people over the top. Uh, it, it was almost to the point of annoying, right? Mm. Here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Francisco Cabrera got and, the bat, and here comes Bream. Well, and to your, to your, but to your it, it was faster than Perry Orth's run at Texas AM. I'll tell you what, I'm not a very not, big Braves fan, than that. but I remember exactly where I was. When that me too. Like, uh, I, me just, too. I, I exactly where I was. <laughs> I was watching the Braves win, baby. Braves win. Now, now wait a second here. Speaking of all these guys that are you're talking about winners, the uh, I'm looking at Roman's clothing line here. The just be a stud sweatshirt is legit. Just <laughs> man, be those are not sweatshirt hoodie. Just mm-hmm. be a stud hoodies. I'm buying might, that today. I, think I might be invested. Well, hey, look, here's the good news for you. They got a beanie. Uh, you're big good. Beanie There's guy. no visor for my big head, but I do like the cuffed beanie. That that would. I mean, be I like it all, but I, the just be a stud thing. Uh, I'll give Roman a little advice here. Get you, get you, uh, get some like little like onesies and little like to- toddler size shirts that say "Just be a stud." Oh, my parents buying that for kids all over the place. No, no, because I know my twins. I'd be sending them to school and I think just I'm gonna shut t-shirts. <laughs> Guys, I think I'm getting this tank top, the Just Be a Stud tank top, and oh, wearing please. it on the show. Good Lord. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, with I'll your – uh, ask him if he can customize it for the show. I was going to say. <laughs> hey, a, 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 a summertime bingo night for me, which, by the way, I snapped my losing streak last night. Yeah, yeah we, congrats uh, to you. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm a, I'm a happy man. Well, but, we, uh, how, how much right, – tell you what, it's, it's 1130. So we want to know how much you won because how much of that is going to go to the – Ten thousand uh, dollar winner of March Madness, which I don't know if you paid that guy yet. So let's hit a timeout. Who won it? But I need to figure out who won. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, but no, the well, just none of us did, so we've all avoided it. But no, that yeah, was I, it. I, I was just going to be honest. I haven't checked since two weeks ago. <laughs> it was, t- it was five dollars a card, 
And uh, so me and a fiance said ten dollars, and I won two sixty. It was oh. an early round, man. The later round, seven somebody won seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't probably shouldn't talk about. It. It's probably illegal in the state of Illinois to have. I mean, they could probably bingo pop for, is illegal in Illinois. Well, it's well, it gambling. I mean, you probably have to have a license. I would think well, they don't have a license. This is just like it's these bingo. What are they going to do? Arrest a bunch of little ladies? There's a there's a group of about like like five forty like late forties mid fifties year old women that are always corrupting my fiance. I mean, the, you want to talk about day drinkers? Wow. I mean, th- these ladies party hard and they run it. So, I mean, they come stumbling in about six 30 and set it up and, you know, and, and all that. But anyway, uh, summer bingo night, just be a stud tank top with some flowery shorts for me and flip flops. Uh, maybe when my hair is grown out and I'll have the visor on, that's a, that's a look I'm going to go for. Well, well, uh, well, okay. Watching the timeout. And, yeah. uh, we got plenty to get to in the game last night. We got football. We got basketball. We got JC in a tank top. So don't go anywhere yeah. inside the game. We'll, we'll be right back. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with them to talk about how they can set up a no-obligation consultation to turn your backyard potentially into an outdoor retreat. 
And of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy. She'll be happy to take care of all your upstate residential real estate needs. I just sent y'all an email. Well, JC's probably looking at it right now. I just sent y'all an email. If if Phil, if you could if you can put at some point in time, maybe put that photo on the screen uh during the show. It doesn't have to be right now. But um, that Stephanie Moore sent that to me, and so everybody. So I'm not leaving everybody in the dark here. Derek Moore's wife, of course, who joined us last week, Derek Moore of Gamecock Football. Um, they were at the zoo this weekend, and and this I just thought would be something good. Whoever these folks are, uh, hats off to them. They they recognized uh, Derek and Stephanie. Probably recognized Derek because he's Derek Moore, but um, but but Stephanie sent me a, a text. There you go, kind of, uh, and said that. Um, they had recognized her from being on our program, uh, pr- promoting the book series and all that stuff too. So, oh, nice. So that, that's, we have uh, some good awesome. listeners. We have some good people out there that listen. You know. Yeah, yeah. So hats off to that family, wh- whomever they are. Thank you for first. Uh, first of all, thank you for supporting the Moors, uh, and uh, but also thank you for paying attention to our our, our misspelled. Program. Uh, bingo show around here. Misspelling. Uh, the, 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 the ho- misspelling yeah, and I actually, I have that segment, the hockey jersey segment, up on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash the big spur. Uh, obviously, you can go subscribe. It's free. Just click the button. It helps us. Uh, and then uh, we got Stephanie's entire interview up yeah. from last week um, on our YouTube channel as well. If, if you guys missed it, it's a really good interview. And a little different than what we normally sit here and talk about, but um, it uh, certainly shines some light on, on, on kind of the work her and Derek do, uh, not only for Gamecock football, but for the community as a whole, um, the the uh, human community, if you will. Uh, so go check that out. Just go set that, check that out. I'm really, I got to get one of these, just be a stud pullovers. I'm what's getting the, one. I mean, I, I've got to. What's, I, you know, what's the not, difference I'm, in a midweight and a regular? No idea. I'm supposed to not type during the show, and I'm trying to break that habit because my microphone discipline sucks. But the, uh, uh, I, I would be typing right now and trying to buy one. But I'm, as soon as I get off, I'm getting one. I'm getting one for our you, uh, our, our tenth, our rising tenth grader as well, uh, the moose. Be careful because they might be sold out by the time we get to one o'clock today. So yeah, he's getting um, the tank top. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, Phil, and you mentioned it, uh, and JC, you mentioned it to Roman the. Um, we Roman Kimball pitcher for Carolina last night. The staff was spectacular. Uh, all those guys, uh, Eli really needed a, a solid outing. It was great to see Coach Parker getting back on the bump in a place that just a week prior he had scuffled a little bit out there against Charlotte. And he went out there and threw strikes, got ahead of guys, had a great outing. Becker was sensational. I mean, everybody that was on the mound last night was really, really good. And it gave the offense a chance to kind of come alive late. And so they get the shutout. And for those that are paying attention right now, Carolina is fourth in the country in RPI uh, with the win over North Carolina, a top 15 win. The Tar Heels 13th in the nation uh, coming into the ball game. That was a, a quad one victory last night for South Carolina, which puts them at eight and two on the season uh, in quad one games. They are one spot 
if anybody pays attention to warrennolan.com and the RPI, which does now it's beginning to matter in baseball. It did, did, not, did not matter in February. It didn't matter most of March. They are one spot higher than LSU, but here's a, uh, a quick, um, quick trivia question for the both of you. Any idea who's number one in the nation in RPI? I'll tell you this. They're out of the SEC. Gen Z? No, but they are in the East. Oh. Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt? No. Florida? No. The Kentucky the Wildcats. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah, that makes sense. They, I mean, yeah, they're, they, they're on a matter. Yeah. South Carolina, guys, South Carolina and Kentucky are a combined 53 and 6 on the season. Yeah. <laughs> Think in for a second. I mean, uh, everybody, this, the next three, you got number one LSU this weekend. Then they go to what? Number four, Vanderbilt. And then they come home for number three, Florida. And, it, and people are like, oh, we'll see. You know, once those three are done, we'll, we'll know where we are. Yeah. Well, well hold on now. <laughs> because right now, Kentucky is a top 10 team. We all know about Tennessee. I mean, you got Auburn in there. You can't overlook anybody, obviously. You got Arkansas. And that is true. These next three are going to be a big barometer test compared to where they've been. But, you know, that's why, like, the, the old cliche, and Coach King said it how many times this year? <laughs> we're just going to play one at a time. We, we yep. play today. Because you couldn't have done it before the season. Like, did any of y'all raise your hand? Be honest. Did y'all have Kentucky in the top ten? Did anybody have South Carolina in the top ten? There you right no, now. and it's funny, and you know we were thinking the schedule was so heavily front loaded, and now we're looking at it like, oh man, <laughs> the end but, of this oh, is yeah. Is but that's the, this is the reason, like JC, they, you know, lump you in here. Like this is the reason. I mean, I know that people probably get sick and tired of me saying it because you see my face five days a week, and I say it every single day. But this is the reason why we constantly say, dude, it's the SEC. You're going to lose games. Like, it's not going to be what you have in your dreams. Like, 50 and 6 ain't coming back. It's not there. This, it is too good. It is too hard. You don't know when someone's going to be really good, when someone's going to be really bad, when they're going to hurl out a guy on a Friday night that you've never heard of who's humping 100 at you. Raise your hands once again if you saw LSU's transfer, Paul Skeens, coming from <clears throat> Air Force. The Air Force Academy. To, to be the first pick in the draft this year and probably go pretty much straight to the big leagues. And and we're going to see him tomorrow night in Columbia. He's throwing 102 with a 92-mile-an-hour <laughs> slider. All right? So, did anybody, you just don't know. This league is so hard. And and Kentucky's number one in the country in RPI at 26-3. and three. It's, it's just, Yeah, and that, that's why the schedule, I mean, a lot of people were – and the RPI in baseball is, is – to me, because of the strength of the SEC, it's not like the RPI in basketball, um, and all, all, where where you can really screw yourself if you don't play at least somewhat of a competitive non-conference schedule, as we all found out in 2016. And then don't even get me started on the stupid net rankings. I think it's absurd, but that's a different subject. But um, you know, in baseball, you know, you have so many opportunities against really quality teams, right, that are high in the RPI, that playing the type of schedule you did, and then you never know where when a you know a pin or somebody like that's gonna jump up and, and have a surprisingly good RPI. Um I, I applaud Mark Kingston for for taking the approach he did 
with the schedule this year. Uh, you know, it, it's a very Ray Tanner-esque schedule. And like uh, King told us during his interview here when we brought it up, um, he said, look, we play, you know, 30 SEC games. We play Clemson three games and North Carolina one game. It's 34 out of your 56 that are going to hang in the balance. And he's absolutely right. And and so I, I think that, you know, having – I'm not going to say a softer schedule, but a, you know, it's not a murderer's row. I mean, they didn't have to go out to – they didn't go out to Dallas and Arlington and play in that tournament. They didn't play Texas uh, like they have in previous years. Uh, I think that did a lot to kind of set the table confidence-wise uh, for this group. Um, and it worked. And, and Ray Tanner used that formula for years and years and years. I mean, there, people that I saw a, one of the most asinine comments I've ever seen uh, about the baseball situation from a Facebook user one day. Um, Gamecocks were undefeated at the time. And it's like just a just a, a, a schedule set up to save a coach and save an AD. And, and I think that's so stupid. Uh, that, that's, they, they didn't. Mark Kingston and Ray Tanner didn't sit down and conspire like, hey, you know, number one, if Mark Kingston did not win this year and, and you know, nobody's firing Ray Tanner because of it, he's, he's obviously going to go make the hire. I don't care if that's a fact of life. Um, and then uh, number two, uh, I don't think it was to save anybody's job. I think it was to set this team uh, up for success and get some confidence because, man, after you have the first losing season in how long? Since uh, 96, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, 90, it was before Tanner got to Carolina. It was first it was, losing. Coach Rains takes, was last year, I think. Yeah, your confidence is not – I mean, as a program, you know, you, you, you know, you, you need to build some confidence. And, and I think the guys and the staff did a good job of, you know, preaching, like, like Roman said earlier, uh, hey, we're going to prove – we're going to get back to playing South Carolina baseball. You know, that's that, and, and that, but that takes you only so far because when the law, if the losses start kicking in or whatever. And uh, so I credit the scheduling move. I think that gave some teams confidence. And now uh, here you go. You know, you, you, you have the confidence to kind of not panic, be methodical, not get frustrated against a top 13 team on a neutral field where sometimes things have not gone your way. Sometimes they have. Uh, and uh, stay the course, and, and and the hits finally come. And South Carolina was the more confident team. No matter all those zeros up on the scoreboard, you know the Gamecocks last night, body language wise and everything, they're just relaxed and, and ready to go. And it did not surprise me at all. They pulled away at the end. Um, and so I, I think all of that has been what I consider to be a, a pretty masterful coaching job here at the halfway point so far uh, by Mark Kingston and. And, you know, he needed it. The program needed it. The players needed it. We needed it because I'm tired of, like, uh, baseball season ending in April because <laughs> uh, I enjoy it on those June days watching the Super Regional. I mean, there's nothing more. It's intense when you get to the Supers and stuff, man. Every inning, we know that. Every inning of the College World Series back in the day, man. I mean, that, that's you could ask people that were around me. That's, it's tense. It's tense. And I love it. And so I'm glad that at least potentially uh, here at the halfway point, they're looking like they can get back to some of those great summer days and we're not sitting here, you know, wondering what the hell is going to happen at the end of the year in April. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just to kind of reset it here, first of all, everybody, anybody and everybody that has a set of ears that can and is willing to listen, 
listen up. With seven SEC series left, six of those seven, they're in the top ten. Okay, so uh, you know looking that, at it like there's you know, nothing given to you here. No, and and that's not me saying like they're in the top ten. And Carolina's not. Well, Carolina is. That that, that, that means they're going to be a battle. They sit at eight and one. I'm going to tell you right now. This ain't, people aren't going to want to hear this, but it is the honest to God's truth. To pair it with what Coach Tanner used to always say: Don't get swept on the road. Win your non-cons. It'll take care of itself at home. You'll be you'll 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 get to forty wins. Which, by the way, they're thirteen shy of that right now. But here's what people aren't going to want to hear: in the final twenty-one SEC games, eleven and ten is very very acceptable. That means you finish at nineteen and eleven. You are a national seed, easily knocking yeah. on the door of a top eight. Yeah, that's how. That's what I call applying the uh, the Ray Tanner doctrine of SEC baseball. So yes. this, it's yeah. just like you said, don't get swept on tr- the road. Win your home series, and nineteen and eleven is your end conference record. That it, way, and that's the thing about Tanner that's amazing. And you look at even other programs around this league, and I know we got into a break. The, the The beauty of his tenure was not so much well, it was the national championships and all that, and going to Omaha six times or whatever. But the consistency, consistency. That's South what Carolina. Always. I mean, it is. They're always have, there. You can look at yeah, even like the Vanderbilts and Floridas that have kind of been up there. I mean, LSU's had down years. I mean, South Carolina never really had it. That was what was so shocking about two of the last three years around here. Is like they never had. They haven't had this many down years. Uh, and I think everybody kind of got spoiled. And I think you're seeing, you know, in this league and in yeah, Texas and Oklahoma to the mix next year or the next year. Uh, I think 2025. But my gosh. I mean, it, it, it's it's a bloodbath. I mean, yeah. uh, right. and, and I think that you know, applying the Tanner doctrine, as Phil said, is is smart uh, for not just coaches at Carolina, but everywhere. Here's the secret sauce, folks: you don't have to go. You can ro- you can roll up wins in the non conference and still have an RPI of four, <laughs> nine games in against three teams that probably will not finish that high in the league standings. So, yeah. so you're you're already at four, right, in the RPI. Yep. Amazing. So anyway, yeah, there's uh, no doubt about it, man. We got to no rock, rock, rock a break, and we'll be right yep, back. We'll hit a timeout. Yep. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. When I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show. Commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 
303-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Chicken's got to raise his first, first, first. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who's born to crow. Well, I bet you want to win when you win a lost a step or two. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Final segment of the first hour coming at you live from the Sinorama Studios. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. And the first hour, as always, brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker King Realty team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy. A lot of our listeners already have. We would appreciate it if you uh, will as well, if you are looking to move or purchase a home in the upstate. She'd be yeah, happy to take care of you. She's a darn good one uh, as well. Reminder, this week is teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. Michael Maness, Meredith Taylor will join us tomorrow as part of our coverage of the Masters. They've got uh, the, par, the, uh, the, uh, the par three round today and then, They'll be ready to go. I cannot wait to watch the Masters. We'll see how how much how much they can get in before it's scheduled in on Sunday with all the weather coming. But nonetheless, the greatest tournament in golf uh, tees up tomorrow. A couple. Let me while we're on the note of baseball, and I know we've got a bunch of football stuff to get to, JC, and and we do have some hoop stuff. But with six minutes left in the hour, we'll we'll just hold that until hour two. Um, but last night. Did anybody see what happened to the oops to the uh, second ranked team in the country? No, I missed. Well, it happens. That's what I'm saying. Carolina yeah. is not the only baseball team that loses games. That's, That's right. <laughs> Wake Forest got beat by Elon last night. <laughs> that hey, Elon, man, maybe closing Elon. the bridges. Uh, but no, so you know they get Elon. Columbia, who is the second best team to pin in the Ivy League, uh, but. Hats off to UConn this spring. UConn's ranked 19th in the country in baseball. Columbia beats them in a wild one, 19 to 14. Um, you had uh, Lipscomb out of beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, go into Louisville and take down our friend Dan McDonald and the Cardinals, 12 to 7. Alma mater of my former boss, Shannon Terry, Lipscomb University. He played Would ball you- there for Don Meyer. Uh, Wichita State, 13 to 6 at Oklahoma State. So, you know, these. The midweek games, they happen. You can, you know, you can drop them. And, yeah. And, yeah. I'm sorry, JB. I, I didn't – I was just going to say you can drop them. I mean, as we saw last year, a lot of it – so much has to do with pitching. That's the beauty of the depth of this pitching staff, in my opinion, is it kind of insulates you. Not, I mean, the, the Charlotte games and stuff are going to happen, like what happened with, I guess, the 49ers. But uh, you, uh, you can win if you have pitching depth. 
Well, this is a t- you, you hit it on hit on it just a little while ago, and and Roman said it too. It's um, they're they're kind of back to playing Carolina baseball. You know, I, I've been around this program my whole life, so I know what that looks like. Um, yes. Y'all know what it looks like. But one of the things that means something in playing Carolina baseball. Uh, does anybody know who the final midweek game of the season is? is the Upstate. Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, that's in right. Columbia. There'll be a, uh, there'll be a reckoning because those yeah. guys talked a lot of smack last year, too, when they came and beat a, beat a depleted Gamecock team at, at Founders Park. They're, they're a little chippy, right? Yeah. A little chippy. Well, and you know, hey. beating beating them earlier this year. I mean, they're not looking ahead to the Charlotte game on May sixteenth. They got out fired up. Yeah, well, with Tennessee, with Tennessee coming to town, like it's all about Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Forget. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of baseball to play before they get there. But when they do get there, it there won't be a soul in that locker room that's going. What happened in this game earlier in the year? They they know, you know. Uh, so they'll be they'll be they'll be ready to go for that one. Um, uh, Hope, uh, they, they are not planning to play a doubleheader tomorrow. So um, I don't know what the reasoning is. I'm not going to speak for anybody. I don't know if it's a Carolina-LSU collective thing. I have no idea. LSU should be in town today, so they'll work out tonight. They'll play a game tomorrow. There is a chance, though, um, that they could get one in on Sunday, the way that things are kind of shaping up. Maybe in the afternoon. I mean, I'm not Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Friday. Oh, Isn't yeah? Because I was thinking they can't go because of the rules. Can't play Sunday. Can't play Sunday, which is um, which is Easter anyway. So yeah, it's oh, Easter it's Sunday. But I was like, why not? Oh, it's a holiday. Yeah. yeah. So, but but it, th- there might be a chance to get one in Friday. Saturday looks pretty awful at this point, um, which is unfortunate because this was had a chance. A weekend to is ruined. Yeah. Ruined. Yeah. And we'll, so I was going to uh, yeah. do all weekend, watch Carolina play LSU in baseball. And it sucks, yeah. too, because, you know, what Stewart said last week, the, the tickets were sold out. It was going to be a oh, yeah. hanging from the rafters on Friday night, Saturday. But, uh, yeah, I guess they're not rafters in a baseball stadium. Are they? But, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, by the way, uh, thoughts and prayers to our good buddy yeah. Lance, lost his cousin. Sorry um, for your loss, buddy. We love you, yeah. man, and yeah, we're, we're so sorry. Man. And would have loved to have been at the tailgate in September. And uh, well, he yeah, will be. He will be in spirit, right. man. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And there's a lot of death that's happened lately um, in my life, and too much, uh, I think. But uh, I guess we're just kind of all at that age. Um, but uh, you're a good dude, Lance, and we love having you as part of the show. And we consider you like our family here. And so uh, you have our deepest sympathies. Uh, on the yep. loss of your cousin, and um, you know he's up there with the other Gamecocks that have passed recently, and uh, they're all going to be looking down and, and and pulling like hell for the Gamecocks, <laughs> uh, and they got best seats in the house, right? Yeah, so. not to mm-hmm. not to make light of any situation, but I've got a gut feeling that uh, Lance's family is more of the uh, not pour one out for our lost brother here, but uh, pour a few down. Uh, you get the feeling that the lattes will be flowing in Lance's uh, Lance's family here over the next couple like of a, weekends in a good way. I mean that like an way. Irish wake. Yeah, yeah, I've been to yeah. one of those. It's celebration. Yeah. yeah, that's the way to yeah. do it. Celebration that's, of life. that's how I am. I've told my wife that a thousand times. I'm like, hey, look, man. Whenever it's all said and done for me, I don't need a bunch of people crying in some some little room. Y'all just go grab some trace. 
order a pizza, cook some barbecue, do whatever you need to do, celebrate it, and <laughs> move on. It's That's all right. good. You know, uh, it's all good. So, yeah, but we're with you. Yeah, we're with Craig's down at Fort Walton. I saw on Facebook today. Yes, I'm friends with Craig on Facebook. Judge me. Uh, but uh, he's at Fort Walton <laughs> Beach, and they're making margaritas to take out to the beach for uh, old Lance today. So all right. Uh, to that. So, uh, Margarita Wednesday. In, in, in the beach. So, yeah, that sounds good to um, me. Anyway. All right. We're at the end of hour number one. And JC's got a good little update going right now on this website called BigSpur.com. Oh, what is the BigSpur.com, JC? You can check that out. uh, And we will uh, allow him to dice it up and give us the goodies when we return. There's also some pretty good news from... The basketball program, we know about the transfers, but it does appear that the rest of the country is paying attention at least. Uh, so we'll make sure we pass that along as well. And what day is it today? It's Wednesday, JP. Oh. <laughs> I, I had no idea. It's just, it's just Wednesday. I know that Passover begins today, but... If any of you, and JC, this one might really apply to you, if if my logic is correct here from a food standpoint. But it is an important national day from a food stance. If you tell me it's National Beef Sandwich Day. uh, I was hoping it was, but it's not. I'm running around naked. (laughs) (laughs) Screw the tank top. (laughs) The full Monty. Put the Schubert hockey jersey on. That'll be fun. That'll be enough for all of us. Uh, so everybody hang tight. We are painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Our friend Tristan still. I think yesterday somebody asked him a question. Do they paint brick? Well, of course they paint brick. They paint anything. Let me, paint mm-hmm. Let me paint something.com. Licensed, insured in both Georgia and in South Carolina. Hour two coming up. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I don't know that that took me by surprise. <laughs> I thought there'd be a little more music at the end of that. Yeah. Brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how you get in touch with John and his team, or you can shoot him an email at B at expresssunrooms.com to talk about how they can bring some more sunshine. So this some- here, here you go, JC. Today, you ready? It is National Deep Dish Pizza Day. And you happen to live in the deep dish pizza capital of the United States, in addition to the capital of murders and all kinds of things. But they are also and, the pro now communism. Pizza. And and now, <laughs> yeah, now, based on the latest results, I And say, now communism. Yeah, right. yeah. Workers uh, of the world unite. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, this guy. This, <laughs> so they have an election, right? And everybody's, everybody's happy that Lori Lightfoot's gone, right? And I don't want to. I'm not getting into politics here, but I'm going to get into politics for a second. Apparently not that. So this guy they elected. Uh, you know, businesses are fleeing Chicago because you have a district attorney here that doesn't prosecute theft, and you know it's all kind of what's happening around our country and in some spots, not all. Uh, so businesses are fleeing Chicago. So this guy's answer to the crime problem they have here is. Uh, you know, we're going to tax businesses more oh. and invest that money into the community to keep these guys from, uh, I don't think he quite understands the businesses are just going to leave. It's a free country, man. They don't have to be here. You know, they can, they can move to the collar counties. They can move to another city like Boeing and, and, uh, many other, uh, businesses have moved their headquarters out. McDonald's is laying people off now. McDonald's has been here since the beginning. They're going to probably, they could leave. I mean, this guy's a, and I'm like, and I kind of went on a rant last night on Twitter and Facebook. I deleted it because I don't want to get too political because we have a sports show, but I'm just like, this, this guy is just like, all right, here's, here's my big plan. You know, he's talking about taxing airplanes. Uh, You know, it's just a tax, tax, tax and and spend and reinvest. And that's all of a sudden going to make people uh, who don't face criminal charges for stealing quit stealing and carjacking and things like that. And that's not even to mention the murders and stuff like that. So I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself that the, the voters in Chicago are that dumb. Uh, and, uh, I, I just, I can't believe it. People, people could say, well, it's a racial thing or whatever. There were plenty of African-American candidates that weren't this far deep in the, in the, uh, in the communism uh, socialism type world that, that some people live in. And uh, the other part of that is this, the Chicago teachers union isn't even a teacher's union. It's a political action organization. These people, okay. sent a group of teachers and, and I love teachers. My mom's a teacher. Phil's wife's a teacher. Love teachers. Uh, don't have a problem with teachers unions, but this particular one, they sent a group of teachers to Venezuela and they came back and talked about how great Venezuela was. And I'm like, lady, a potato costs a thousand dollars in Venezuela right now. Do you not understand that? I mean, it, it, it's it's off the chain psychotic. Um, so I can't get out of here fast enough. Uh, and I and I don't even live. I mean, I live way out in the country. I, it's it's, but but it'll eventually, you know, leak out. And uh, I just I just can't believe I'm beside myself that the, the voters are were that dumb. After getting rid of Lightfoot to do that, man, that's what nobody cares about that. I just, uh, I wanted to talk about that. But speaking of deep dish pizza, you'd be surprised, guys, that Chicago's not only 
the deep dish capital, like you go to Luminati's and it's a big, thick casserole type pie. I can only eat, obviously I'm a pretty good eater. I can only eat two slices of that stuff because it's that chewy and tasty and cheesy and saucy and all that. Uh, but it's also saucy. like, the, they also have stellar thin crust. Zesty pizza. <laughs> The, the 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 thin crust here is amazing. It's not that cracker thin crust stuff. Uh, and, and Chicago's also known um, as uh, the the thin crust pizza capital uh, of the world. And then you got New York where you fold it or whatever. The big the Sabaro style pizza. I'm a, I'm a New York pizza guy. I yes, like I, I, I like I like it all. I, I, well, what's good to me? Detroit style pizza is actually pretty good. That's the that's the thick bread. The uh, like the, it's like the Stouffer's. Almost. Is that, oh, yeah, that's that, yeah, with the sauce on top. Like, kinda, like yeah, you get yeah. get it at Jets. Jets Pizza is a, is a chain that has Detroit style pizza that's pretty good too. But yeah, I don't I don't know, man. You guys are gonna make me order a pizza now. I'm kind of trying to watch my weight tomorrow. Did y'all get my message? To yeah. what tomorrow is? Yeah, tomorrow's a big day yes. for me. That's yeah. one of my favorite. Oh, things. Nice. Not, we're just oh, gonna tease nice. everybody. We're not telling anybody. We're just gonna tease them. Tomorrow's a big day. I like yeah, that. I, from the chat box, somebody did ask what a, a Chicago beef sandwich is. Is it just hot roast beef? No, it's Italian. It's, it's Italian beef sandwich, and, and what it you is, have to eat it while you're dodging bullets. That's what it is. <laughs> In certain spots, certain like neighborhoods, yeah, oh. beef sam- Give me a beef sandwich in a bulletproof vest and a Polish. Where the sandwich. best ones come from, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's uh, so what they do is you slow cook it all day. Um, it's kind of like pot roast, I guess, but it's not the and it's uh. It's not a great cut of meat, and it kind of shaves off. You put your Italian seasonings in it, and you get your gravy. They call it gravy. Where I'm from, gravy's thick, you know, and has some consistency to it with, like, the flour. This is more like au jus sauce. Um, and you put it on there, and, uh, you know, you, you can get it dipped. That's kind of the best way to do it. You dip it in the pot of juice, and it's kind of soggy. Uh, some people like mozzarella cheese on it. And, and the, the, the kicker is the Jardinere peppers. Which, by the way, when I first moved up here, we went and got a beef sandwich, obviously, first first thing. And I rubbed my eye after eating the Jardinier peppers, and I couldn't see for two days. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. I, mean, so, so I kind of avoid the Jardinier, but that, that's kind of what it is. It's, it's different than a Philly cheesesteak, uh, which is delicious. And uh, I can't find Chica- – there, there's no Chicago Italian beef down south. Uh, it, it's weird, which is why the uh, – Fiance and I, we move back. We may open a bar called Chicago in Columbia and serve that up because I think Southerners would eat the crap out of an Italian beef sandwich. And yeah, they would. And, uh, pull it, Max. <laughs> Phil, pull it, that's the it. most we've gotten out of Phil in the last hour and nine minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, would. Yeah, they oh, would. No, wait a second. <laughs> Jeez, come on. I've been yeah. up there. I've tasted that. I'd eat the hell out of it if it were available to me. Be wait big a, as a second. house. <laughs> yeah, it would. Hold on. Bobby said, Bobby said, we have G. Oogle, JB. See what I did there? G. Oogle. G. Oogle. I always really thought it was a vlog. I didn't know. I mean, if you said vlog and blog, I w- probably wouldn't be able to hear the difference. I'd be like, okay, they got a blog. No, vlog. Yeah, blog. Hello. Hutch says corporations were taxed 70% Wait. during the golden era of the U.S. I, I understand that. But that's it's fine. not sound policy try, now. Try taxing a corporation seventy percent now and see what happens to it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's like you can't. You can't that's do ridiculous. it. I mean, that's just. Uh, I understand all that, but uh, this I, is two thousand twenty-three, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good I, you know, it, to me, if my city, if my city businesses are leaving my city because people are robbing them and it's not safe, I'm tackling the safety issue rather than saying, well, it's your fault. We're going to just take your money and, and give it to these people that are, are, are these, you know, I, I'm going to turn in and anyway. come back in and take it anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand. And I understand where you're coming from, Hutch and, and all that, but that's a, that's a different show. <laughs> yeah. My hey, hair is crazy. I think I know why I called it a vlog because last summer I had my kids at Santa land in Cherokee, North Carolina. And I remember this guy, uh, coming kind of out of nowhere, not very professional with the camera kind of fits in with the mountains of Western North Carolina. If that makes any sense to anybody. And he said, Hey pal, I said, how you doing? He goes, those are your kids. Yeah. You mind if they're in my video? I said, what kind of video? I'm making a vlog. And that's where I got it from. <laughs> that's where you it were just, exposed to. It just makes sense. Vlog. I got a vlog. So vlog is too close to biatch, in he, my opinion. He, he said, yeah, yeah, vlog. And it's like, as those like country country boy vlogs or something. He goes all over the <laughs> South and. And he, That's so awesome. I actually went, I went to, you know, check it out on YouTube and the guy, it's like always goes Myrtle beach, uh, you know, all these, <laughs> obviously kind of mm-hmm. fits it. You know, kind of fits the mold here. So I'm like, wait, wait a second. So my kids but, are in this vlog thing. Speaking of dirty Myrtle, the, the latest, one of the latest episodes of South park, uh, Mr. Garrison and his boyfriend go on vacation to Myrtle beach. Oh, geez. I <laughs> look, look that up. You know, but they they do they have like a broad a South Park Broadway at the beach. They have the big wheel. I mean, it looks because I looked at it, I caught I caught like a clip of it, and I was like, "Damn, that looks like Myrtle Beach." And uh, and I'm sure enough, Myrtle Beach, dirty Myrtle. So, so I thought that was kind of funny, uh, and a tribute to my mother's hometown, which I'm probably never going to vacation in again, ever. Myrtle Beach. After, I spent a week there in 2021. Uh, nice time and all, but I think I'm pretty much, uh, I think I'm over Myrtle Beach, sadly, sadly, yeah, nothing wrong with it. I just, it's sadly, I mean, you know, maybe someday I'll want to get back and wear my, it's got, well, the, the strip and stuff down there has gotten dangerous. I mean, it's gross. It's dirty. I mean, it's fun to take your kids and do stuff during the day, water parks and stuff like that. It's fine. Yeah. But you know, the rest of it, 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 it at night is, it's not even, it's dangerous. They got rid of the pavilion, man. I mean. They do have the Carolina Country Music Festival, and I went to the first ever Carolina Country Music Festival when the chief literally blew the doors off of that town. Uh, Kenny, Kenny and, played there one year, too. I wanted to go, and I, it just didn't work out for me to go. So. Speaking of the chief, Flint did let me know yesterday. He's now coming with me to Eric Church in June. So if we don't see in <laughs> the month of July, that's why, uh, because he arrived at Eric Church. All right, it's uh, 12 30. We are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. ElectricBikesCharleston.com is Gamecock owned and operated. We love the Wilkins family. Michelle is one of the sweet ones, one of the best ones. And we know that because everybody in the South, in the state of South Carolina, well, maybe everybody in the South too, uh, is headed to Electric Bikes of Charleston to get their electric bike. It's the new cool thing to get around. You can, well, let's just, come on, let's just be honest for a second. If you live in areas of Charleston and certain areas of Columbia and certain areas of Greenville and certain areas of Hilton Head, you've figured out that the rest of the country has figured out that our state's pretty cool. But what sucks is the traffic. So just 
get in the little bike lane and go by them at 28 miles an hour. How's that sound? Probably double up the speed of what you're traveling in your car or truck. Electric Bikes Charleston dot com multiple designs for easy street biking you don't have to have it powered up you can actually ride it get your exercise in you can latte lance it around with a six pack or more electric bikes charleston dot com people come from everywhere make sure you do too so jc i i must have had this wrong i was under the impression that yesterday uh, Derek McClendon was in Columbia, but according to your report, he's in Columbia today. And the kid from Utah State, we know, was there yesterday. We also know they've already received a visit from the Booker kid, the transfer from uh, Maryland, defensive tackle. So you've got a column up right now on the Big Square. People can read about it. Um, but the portal isn't open, JC. So how are these kids yeah. able to come visit and what is the likelihood of Carolina as we mentioned yesterday they when they target a transfer they seemingly land them so what is the likelihood of them going three for three here man it would be huge if they did um you know for according to you know my contacts uh NIL is a factor uh it's not the factor it's a factor with these guys Tank Booker has A&M and Arkansas and some other SEC type offers he's from Cincinnati Ohio um so speaking of Myrtle Beach, you know, here we go. Most people, you know, a lot of Ohioans uh, invade Myrtle Beach. But anyway, uh, he's a guy, you know, you look at the defensive tackles. I think South Carolina's fine at D-tackle. I, I don't think it's a, a situation where, you know, gosh, you need him or you're not going to do well or, or whatever. But they don't have very many guys that are that. I mean, this guy's 6'4", 320. Okay, he's a plugger. Um you know, you kind of look at the D tackle group. You got Nick Barrett, who can fit that description, obviously, uh, who's good and promising. Uh, he's about 330. And then you've got uh, Xavier McLeod, who's a true freshman. So if you're going to mix it up, if you're Clayton White and run some more three man front things like that, uh, this guy can help. This guy's also a pretty good run plugger, you know, so that helps you against the run. He's an older guy, he's strong. Uh, you know, I, I think. You know, initially I was like, well, they don't really need a D tackle and they need ends, but, uh, and, and they're addressing the end situation. But I, 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 I see the logic, you know, cause this guy's really good. I mean, he's, he was good at Maryland last year, had his best game against Wisconsin. And if you know anything about Wisconsin, they're running, 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 running all, all day long. They line up and run it and mash you with their big corn fed dairy farmer offensive line. That they have every year, uh, and so this guy had six tackles in that game. So he was he he went to he went to war that day. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll get him or not. I, you know, a, as far as A and M goes, I couldn't imagine an older player wanting to go in there and because uh, they kept all those D linemen that they signed in that big class. I can't imagine an older guy going in there and wanting to be like second team or something. But uh, uh, you know, but we'll see what happens with him. I I I was told they they really want him. He enjoyed his visit like most kids do. Uh, and so there's that. And then there is, uh, you know, Derek McClendon who did arrive today. I, I think that was just kind of a, maybe a miscommunication or, 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 or something. I think Tony reported, you know, this week or something like that, but yeah, he did arrive today. You know, now this guy, the more I dig into him, uh, the more number one, I like Carolina's chances. Number two, 
I think this is an answer, a potential answer in edge, which Carolina needs edge. Uh, he didn't leave Florida State because he wasn't going to play. He left Florida State because there was kind of, uh, you know, and, and there's some talk about leadership council or whatever, but uh, uh, his playing time was going to decrease because Florida State has a lot of really good defensive linemen, including Gilbert Edmond, and, you know, you like to roll them. Uh, but whatever his reasons for leaving, he can help South Carolina and probably get more snaps. And he's also from Tucker High School. Uh, Carolina, you've heard of Josh Van. You've heard of Dylan Wanham. Those are both Tucker High School products. So South Carolina has some history there, landing players. Um, and, uh, of course, it wasn't the Muschamp era, but, you know, Wanham and Van both had very good experiences with, with Shane Beamer uh, after he took over. Uh, so I'm liking that one. I'm liking that one for South Carolina, uh, probably better than the other two. Uh, and then the third one, uh, we uh, we were talking about uh, how to pronounce his name yesterday. Vong Pachan. Vong Pachan. Vong Pachan, yeah. AJ Vong Pachan, 6'3", 230. Uh, what was told to me was that kid is a baller. Um, 101 tackles last year for Utah State. Um Proximity to home, is that going to be a factor? That's the million-dollar question here because Washington State, he's from Pasco, Washington, which uh, uh, you guys, Xavier and uh, John, tell us tell us where Pasco, Washington is, okay, uh, up in there in the Pacific Northwest and um, our, our, our kind of trio of guys that live up there. But um, that's, uh, that's the factor. But, I mean, heck, it's SEC football. It's an SEC program. Uh, it's a it's a good SEC program that has a lot of high expectations next year. That's going to be appealing to just about anybody. I've mentioned we, we mentioned all the time how small our country is becoming because people kids not uncommon for at least a handful of kids to go from one side of the country uh, to another. Uh, but yeah, look, Carolina gets all three of these guys, and they're not done. Like the, these guys are graduate transfers. To answer your question, JB, as to why with the portal not open, I think I said that. Uh, mm-hmm. graduate transfers are in a different category. Once you're a graduate transfer, you, you're free to jump out, jump on the portal, go visit whoever you want. Uh, the non-graduate transfers, you have to wait till May 1st. So they're not done and uh, in, in all that. But I, I wanted to kind of cu- bring into focus the three guys that, you know, because a lot of times you hear all these names. and, and this. So these are the three guys right now from what we know that, you, you know, you want to focus on uh, as far as football recruiting goes. Uh, in the near term. And all three are studs, I think. I think all three can help. Um, are they going to be all SEC, all Americans? I wouldn't say that, but I think that, uh, you know, you kind of look at what's needed on defense, and they, they need more older, experienced guys, um, you know, to avoid the uh, the youth, the youth, the, the, the perils of a youth movement on that side of the ball. But uh, I, I think that, you know, it, it excites me in a lot of ways to think if they got these three, uh, what they could do uh, defensively next year uh, in terms of like proven talent. Uh, and so that's the deal there. Uh, Xavier says Pasco is kind of Southeastern Washington, pretty close to Pullman. I've been to Pullman before. Yeah. Yep. Might be a factor. He may want to go home. Utah state is in Ogden, Utah. Like is this, there's, um, I remember Corey Rucker visited there and he went skiing. Snow skiing. So Ogden's kind of up there in that part. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, like I said, you're selling the SEC versus what may not even be the Pac-10 in the future. Uh, of course, it's for one year. But, uh, you know, you, 
you could sell that to that guy and, and we'll just see what happens. I mean, proximity to home could be a factor, but uh, I, I certainly think the Gamecocks are going to do everything they can to land him. And so that's, uh, that's the deal. Instant impact guys, all of them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, now I, I think, you know, Booker could obviously depending on Taka Hemingway and what they decide to do with him. Could he start? I mean, I, th- I think he could certainly start in some alignments. Uh, you know, I, I think that depending on which linebacker position uh, AJ plays, and maybe he's an edge. He started his career as an edge. Maybe he's an edge at Carolina. Who knows? Um, uh, I heard linebacker, but I don't discount anything. Uh, you know, he's a prototypical, like, size-wise of, like, the Brad Johnson position, the will. Uh, but you got Debo Williams over there right now, and you got Pup Howard as a freshman um, in the Mike position. You got Mo Caba and, and and Stone Blanton. You know, so it's kind of it would kind of if he plays Mike, that's kind of insurance in case Mo doesn't come back one hundred percent. Which you know, it's his second knee injury. Maybe he is a, a little bit diminished. Um, if you play the Will, I, I think he's probably the starter. I mean, maybe the starter at both spots, but uh, you know, certainly. You know, with that type of production and, you know, 101 tackles, man, that, that dude's getting after it. Plus, he's from Southeast Asia, where mm-hmm. my fiance's from, which oh. I think is amazing. Well, there you go. And it, it's, it's like the, the next Dat Nguyen. Of course, Dat Nguyen, I think, was 5'11". <laughs> this dude's 6'3". <laughs> this, this dude's a big baller, man. The, the Laotian lumber layer. How about that? Oh, there you go. Laotian lumber layer. That's this guy. The LLL. So. Well, JC, when I tell you what, it's 1224. We'll hit a break. When we return, though, with the portal set to open in 10 days. Um, oh, I got corrected on that today. May 1st. So 26 Oh, that's days. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They changed it. They changed it yeah, on they me. Changed so. it. They changed it. But what we're all thinking of is – like, well, what do they need to add? They need to add a running back. They need to add a defensive end, whatever it is. But what could they lose? We haven't talked about that yet. So hang tight. We'll be right back. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been a hundred percent satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271. Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe William. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. Endless summer. Go Tiger. 
The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find a West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go game pops. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Warrior of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, live from Sinorama Studios, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. And I was just wow. studying up on my Washington geography there. <laughs> well, I am <laughs> very close to the Oregon border. <laughs> this passcode place looks nice. <laughs> by the way, a guy that I really, this is just a quick little nugget before we get back into JC uh, with, with football, but a guy that I, I do actually have a lot of respect for in baseball, uh, for those of you maybe who haven't heard of him, his name is Ben Upton. Um, he hosts a uh, podcast called the 11.7 Podcast in college baseball. It's, it's really good. Um, and he's very well respected by all the big baseball names that we know. Kyle Peterson's, the big McDonald's, those guys. Um, ben was actually a, a college baseball player as well. Um, he right now actually currently has South Carolina as the fifth overall seed uh, in the postseason. Long way to go, clearly. But um, but he's got the Gamecocks in as the fifth overall seed behind, in order, LSU, Wake Forest, Florida, Vanderbilt, and then Carolina coming in at, at, um, at number five. It's also got Coastal in there as a 15 seed, by the way. So, um, But five... That'd be twelve, right? Five twelve. So, by virtue of that, if 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 all this played out, it never does. But it's April fifth, and we like to have fun. If it all played out, five twelve matchup would be Carolina and East Carolina, who, by the way, beat the tar out of North Carolina State last night, thirteen to six, I think. Any of y'all ever been to East Carolina? I've driven through Greenville. I've seen this yeah. camp. Never watched a game or anything there. Yeah, mm-hmm. never been there. Never. JC, you never been? You've never been up there for recruiting or anything? I've been through there. Uh, my friend Greg, who, by the way, fanplans.com, he voices mm-hmm. that. He works for fanplans. When we were at Rivals, we had a uh, a nice trip to eastern North Carolina, and he ran over a cat. Uh we, all right, so we'd gone to the strip club in Goldsboro. I've told this story before, the night before. So we're kind of going to schools. We're a little sluggish. I'm taking a nap in the passenger seat. We're going down this two-lane highway. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, my God, a cat. 
And we still think about that cat every day. <laughs> when oh. he called me about fanblades, like, man, I still think about that cat. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but, and, and I've been up through there many times. I mean, you know, uh, going from Raleigh to Wilmington and, and seeing players and stuff, obviously, uh, they're Goldsboro, uh, home of Dave Odom. Um, they don't have a sign there, by the way, that says home of Dave, Dave Odom. Um, it's the Odom strip club, by the way, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, I've, I've been through there, but I've never, I've never actually, I've always wanted to go to a game. Uh, honestly, I, if I'd have been, uh, in the Carolinas in 2021, I would have probably gone to East Carolina just cause, uh, how many more times, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Carolina will ever play up there again in our lifetime. Um, and, uh, it's a great fan base. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's hungry. a, it's a hellacious. My dad used to call it a hellacious little school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 1989. We were at the Carolina, East Carolina game. ECU got up 14, three and their fans, ahoy mateys. Arg. They're in the, the corner of the end zone at Williams Bryce raising all kinds of hell. Of course, Carolina beat them 47, 14. It came back and just beat the tar out of them, but they are, uh, you know, people talk all the time about which schools in North Carolina would you have join the SEC. And I always think, you know, if you can't get North Carolina, NC State fits the bill. But if you ever want to give a little school a chance, East Carolina is probably more culturally SEC uh, than a lot of places. Of course, Sandy Bullock went there, uh, who I had a crush on for years uh, until the Bird Box movie. Uh, yeah. And then uh, she went there. Uh, it's a party school. Uh, it's a neat, it's a neat area. The baseball field too only has like a five foot wall. Have you? I don't know oh, if well. anybody's ever noticed that. So I've been there for a regional. As a matter of fact, I I saw Scott Wingo's family last week when they were here, and and we were talking about Scotty hit a home run in that regional. Mister Billy about fell out of the stands trying to go get it, and um, but it's like if you hit a root, if you hit a fly ball to the wall there, guys. You literally, if you're tall enough, you, you you can almost just hop up and just straddle the fence with your leg. That's how short the wall is. I mean, it's I don't like it, but yeah. like you said, it's um it's uh yeah. it's a ballpark and and it is a great Munchkin Munchkin's in the outfield. Well, you know, remember yesterday we were having oh. a conversation about the um about uh, blue bloods and we were talking about Florida State. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they are they not a blue blood in college baseball? I don't think they are, but it's amazing how, because Florida State's been to Omaha more times than anybody, and they've never won the College World Series. It is still shocking to me, right alongside that, that East Carolina has not made it to Omaha. Yeah, they, they will. And I'll tell you this: uh, Roman Kimball. Yeah, Roman Kimball mentioned Link Jarrett at the top of the show. Uh, I think. Florida State will probably break through under his oh, leadership. Yeah. I, I, I think that highly of Link Jarrett. I think he's a, a hell of a coach. Uh, by the way, Tim, 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 Tim checks in from down under. I always want to point yeah. this out. That's right. Tim, from, he's from Australia, mates. He says, good day, clowns. Happy Masters Week. Rooting for day, Scott, and Minwoo Lee at Augusta this weekend. Yeah. And uh, he, he didn't give us an up the cocks. Because that's oh. what they say up the up the team, you know, up yeah. the ruggers, up the kangaroos, up the koalas, up the cooks. 
Up the coast uh, would probably be a little bit different in Australia. That's a little bit different. That's that sounds like something out of a Jim Jeffries comedy sketch that I heard. <laughs> anyway, you guys look it up. I don't want to go there right now. But uh, somebody, uh, we have a hater. We have a Greenville, North Carolina hater. Well, that's John uh, in Strickland, the chat box. His former Gamecock offensive lineman, John Strickland. Strickland. John Strickland, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Cambridge, Georgia. Yeah. I didn't know that. A lot of Stricklands out there. I didn't know that was that John Strickland, man. John Strickland, yeah. I love I love the way That's that dude played, man. Strickland's a daggum beast. Well, I was just laughing when I saw it. You know, it's funny. So nothing down in general. Strick would know. Yeah, uh, I agree with John. John's from Bainbridge, Georgia, though, man. Come on. Greenville, North they still Carolina. Do dollar dollar beers and uh, up there. They had a. Oh, no, that was Chapel Hill. They used to have a. Remember the 07 game up there? We beat them. Smelly, uh, we were up 21 nothing. held on 21-15, the final. So oh, Chapel uh, Hill, yeah, I was there. I, think is, I was in I the press was, box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was probably louder in the press box than it was in the stands. But that, that's where we went to 6-1. and one. But there's a bar after that game. A bunch of us were down on Franklin Street. And there's a bar. I don't know if it's still there, but – you walked in, and the, the main level, like the middle, like when you're walking out the street, was a bar, like a, a bar we would all get, get you, you know go to, a normal bar. Upstairs was like a dance club, which that ain't my cup of tea. And then downstairs, you could buy um, like eight-ounce keg beer for a, for a nickel. <laughs> a nickel? In, you could play beer pong and all kinds. Of, so we went down there. And I, I gave the guy a dollar, and I was like, you know, here you go. And he handed me the little eight-ounce cup, and I was like, well, now, wait a second here. And he said, that's when I found out they were a nickel. I said, is this normal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I said, well, give me 20 of them then. <laughs> 20 beers? He said, well, <laughs> I can't do that. The most I can give you is four. I said, well, give me four, and I want four. change. <laughs> <laughs> you should at least do five. I, that. That way I gave him a dollar. He gave me four beers and eighty cents back. I tossed a dime in the little cup and moved on. Somebody's got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. No, I mean I gave the guy a fifty percent tip. You couldn't. He couldn't ask for more than that. That's, That's right. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was the beginning of the end um, of that season because Vanderbilt promptly ended. The rest of the 2007 game campaign uh, the following week, unfortunately. So, hate to bring that up, but it did happen. Uh, okay, so uh, Brad Crawford has a tweet out. I want to address this, and we love Brad. Uh, John says, Bainbridge is better than Greenville, North Carolina, when it comes to good place to eat. I love South Georgia, man. I, that, that, uh, I don't think it's a uh, Bainbridge. South Georgia people are, after my own heart, they all have big heads, like me. Sorry, you, you see some daggum people walking around South Georgia with big old gigantic heads and that's why some of them are good at football but yeah it's i love south georgia man as far as it's a lot like eastern north carolina as far as like you have to drive from town to town there's a lot of distance and stuff but anyway let, let me just uh let me just address this because we, we get into this every single year usa today releases how much money schools are spending on recruiting and brad uh, and i'll have to disagree with him a little bit here and i'm not going to go after him on twitter or anything because uh, we love brad he said Rutgers, Georgia Tech, Maryland, Missouri, and Arizona all spent more money than South Carolina on football recruiting per USA Today. Hard to win big without a wallet. These numbers are, are not – that's not the budget, guys. Okay? There is a budget. 
Ray Tanner has said over and over again, every coach on the staff has said over and over again, he doesn't limit anything in recruiting at all. If, in other words, if you want to spend, a, if you have to spend a million dollars to go recruit, I mean, that's, he said that's the one part of the budget he believes in. Um, so that's not, that's just how much they spend. And, you know, when you kind of think about it, what you spend money on, quote unquote, in recruiting. Um, and, and look, I do I think in Taylor Edwards' group, because of the portal and the vast amount of film you have to process and the number of players in play now, uh, could you add a couple more people to that room? Certainly. And I think it's going to happen. Um, and that's, that's assuming staff uh, is, but, 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 you know, the, the spending numbers, because South Carolina actually spent more money on women's basketball than men's basketball this year. And then the recruiting numbers were bigger for the women than the men. These, that's just what they spend. And and sometimes if, if you have a class that's, you know, heavy in the portal where you don't have, you don't, you're not going and making a bunch of in-home visits. You're not necessarily, South Carolina is recruiting a bigger geographic area. Some schools have jets like Clemson. South Carolina school plane is not a jet. Jets are more expensive to fly around. Uh, you know, all that factors into that number. And, and so it's not, I want to just be clear. Nobody's pinching pennies as far as recruiting goes at the university of South Carolina. I mean, you know, some schools like use helicopters to go recruit. South Carolina did that. Shane Beamer got in a helicopter last year, rode around. The, the, the official visits are lavish events. You know, you, you can you can skip and and uh, and uh, you know save money there. You know, uh, let's just feed them you know barbecue buffet or whatever. Not at South. It's very nice. Um, and so, you know, with the exception of maybe making a case for a couple more staff members in that in the recruiting office, which. They have plenty, but uh, you can always use a few more just because of the nature of recruiting. I, I don't see where South Carolina is limiting themselves at all financially in recruiting, you know, just based on the facts. And 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 people get into and they use it to go back on Ray and to go back on that administration. It's kind of like um, what Van Wilder when you're going to march to the to the or, or old school. You go you're going streaking and marching to the gymnasium and. They were protesting in front of the president's house and you know, everybody wants to get, get the man is out to get the, the football program. That's just not true. Uh, and, I, and I think there needs to be a lot of clarity about this, that these are numbers of like dollars spent, not necessarily the budget. The budget is there, you know, and, you know, a lot of the final number ends up being a product of how big's your class? Uh, how often are your, you know, what kind of transportation are your coaches taking on the road? Uh, you know, official visits, things like that. Uh, it's not, you know, there's no pinching penny. South Carolina would not be able to accomplish, you know, what they have in recruiting if they were pinching pennies in, in that department. And I just want to make that clear because, you know, we, we have these USA Today things every single year. And a big old Title IX thing yesterday, you know, whatever. Um, and then this is football recruiting expenditures or whatever. That that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that you know, South Carolina is not spending it, or I mean, it means they're not spending it. It doesn't mean they don't have it and it's not available. Because I, I know that that's just the one thing Ray Tanner has said over and over since he got the job. I'm not cutting corners in recruiting. Our recruiting budgets are are big time, you know, at South Carolina. So I, I just wanted to clarify that and, and all that good stuff. Um, well, I mean, but I mean, to your point. JC, first of all, first and foremost, they have signed excellent classes. 
No, I, I look at let's let's cut to the chase here. Have they signed good players or not? They have. Have they signed good transfer classes? They have. All right, now let's have a little fun with it. Could they gas up the plane and fly back and forth to Wyoming for a week or so and go ahead and up that budget real quick and make it look good and fall right in line with with what USA Today has published? Yeah. Guess what? That doesn't equate to wins. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I, I this isn't. I'm not taking any shots at Brad or anything like that. But, yeah, Brad's entitled but, to his but, opinion. Man. But but let me ask you this: Why is Georgia Tech spending all this money on recruiting? They're in freaking Atlanta, Georgia. Where 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 do they realistically need to go to find players? I mean, they're in the hotbed of the whole nation. So I you ride the Marta equ- and hit you know yeah, the teams with a good equ- prospects. Yeah, that doesn't equate to me. Like I I don't. There's a lot of ways to look at this, and as you pointed out, like people will see this and they go, "Oh my God, we're not we're not focused on recruiting." That's that's a that's the biggest joke of anything I might have heard. I don't even know how maybe my whole life, because yeah. that's one of the reasons why you hired Shane Beamer because they know how to recruit. So yeah, that's 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 yeah, no no jumping to conclusions there. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean somebody on the message board, time to pony up. I mean this is not. But for what though? Have they failed not, in recruiting? No. Then, then oh. for what? Then what are we missing here? What if they yeah. didn't spend one dollar on recruiting, but they had the top a top ten class? Who cares? And again, it's not the budget; it, it, it's money spent. And I don't even know where, what. Uh, I don't even know what uh, what year this came from. I'm trying to find the article right now, and I'll look for it at the break. But uh, let's just you know, I'm. I'm sorry. I mean, football, there's nothing of all the things that are going right right now. Football recruiting is is way up there. I mean, look, you you want to talk about budget and money spent. NIL needs to continue to get better. Right. But this is this recruiting, uh, the the expense. This this is things like I said, like travel for coaches, like, uh, you know, coaches on the road, like, um, you know, official visits are an expense, uh, in-home visits. You know, it's it's largely transportation. Like I said, I could make a case for Taylor Edwards, who we've had on this show, uh, to maybe get a couple of more, you know, bodies in there to, just because of the fast of it. Because you're, you're recruiting the portal, you're recruiting JUCOs, you're recruiting high school, you're, you're handling three classes at once these days. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he needs some help and, and if that's factored into the expense. But, uh I just, uh, you know, to me, I, I, every year we go through this, and every year somehow South Carolina signs a damn good class. So I, I, I just, uh, I think this is a big nothing burger, and it's it's just going to be used as an excuse for the haters out there to, you know, blame Ray or or whoever for whatever, and that's just not, uh, that's just not, uh, it's just not true. It's just not. It, it's not. It's not. That does not mean anything. You know, and Brad did point out Clemson spent three point two million dollars and has two national champions uh, chips to show for it. Yeah, Clemson has a jet, and Clemson at the time they were running up that that much, they're they're out recruiting nationally. Uh, how many times? How many players from California uh, was Clemson in all there for a while? How many did they get? I mean that 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 costs obviously more money, especially when you're flying a private jet out of the Golden Triangle Airport or whatever it's called up there, you know, you're going to spend more. But it's not, you know, it's it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. And every year, John Whittle uh, pointed this out. He's like, every year I hate recruiting budget season or whatever it's called. And, and again, it's not the budget. It's the money money spent. 
a few years ago, Alabama spent like $900,000 less than Georgia in recruiting. Signed the number one class. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's just, right. it just doesn't mean much. So. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Are you winning games or not? Are you signing players or not? I mean, right now the results are there for South Carolina. Uh, there's nothing else. There's literally nothing to be said about it. And you can't say this that out of one side of your mouth and out of the other side of your mouth say, well, oh my gosh, they, they're recruiting the Delmarva area and they're recruiting Texas and all these incredible places. Well, they're not walking there. So, like, I mean, obviously they're doing what it takes to recruit these areas, which – it means that you have to fly and drive and eat and, you know, there's all the – it doesn't matter. The results are what they are, and um, so there's really nothing else to, to talk about. You know, it's it's crazy. And, again, yeah, I, I would counter that point with Georgia. So what did Georgia Tech spends more than South Carolina? They're in Atlanta. They shouldn't have to well, spend anything. And, and you know, this, this could also be something as simple as uh, Georgia Tech – Maybe they have a jet that they fly out of to cab Peachtree Executive and hotels in Atlanta. You put them up for an official visit, they're more expensive than hotels in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, you know, probably, it's probably just smarter to build a hotel. It, it could be as easy as that. So I'm just. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of factors that aren't being you know accounted for here because it's not a level. I might have just, yeah. <laughs> just hit on something there. Who's going to be the first school? to partner with like Amazon and build an on-campus totally Alexa enabled hotel that only recruits and their families can stay in or in families of the school or, or families of the athletes or whatever. But it's all, cause you know, that's coming, right? There's going to be a day where like Amazon is going to have their own hotels because everything in there is going to be Alexa enabled Alexa, turn the TV on Alexa, do this. Alexa. Like that's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. And so somebody is going to get smart about it and partner with like the SEC and give all these schools an extra hundred million dollars a year to build these hotels on their campus. Just saying, big business out there, big business, big, 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 big business. All right, Signorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. Speaking of which, if Amazon does decide to do that on the campus of beautiful. University of South Carolina. They'll probably use this company to come put all the signage up. Sinorama in Columbia. There's a reason why the Gamecocks have chosen them for all of their projects, and you should too. Doesn't matter how big or small it is. You might be a business owner, and you need that sign above your business. You might have a big sign out in front, street front. You might just have signs that go on the fence of a baseball field, or you might need banners uh, for inside of your business. You might need a tablecloth. You might need your vehicle wrapped. Anything it takes when it comes to signage. You might be hosting a golf tournament and you need a sign on every hole around the course. Whatever it is, it's Signorama in Columbia. This is a common theme. Gamecock owned and operated. You heard that before? Yeah, that's right. Signorama is Gamecock owned and operated. We're thrilled to be partnered with them. Make sure you head to Signorama.com. Make sure you click the West Columbia location. They'll take good care of you. You tell them you heard about it here, and uh, I'll bet you Matt Vaughn will maybe even throw in a little something extra special. Sinorama in Columbia, the Sinorama Studios here on Inside the Gamecocks. Final segment coming up.
Here in the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show is brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Final segment of the show. Just want to remind everybody that on April 27 and 29, you will be able to see J.C. Sherbert in person. At yes. the Carolina Rise Live events in one in Columbia on 427. That one, I think, is what, 4 to 8 p.m., JC, mm-hmm. am I correct? And then Saturday, 427 in Charleston. Both of those at what? Hometown barbecue? Home barbecue. Team, team. team. Home, team. Home team, team barbecue. barbecue. Yeah, home team barbecue. Home team barbecue. Yeah, I got the Plant will be there. The best foods in the world there. Mm-hmm. They are, man. I got the, men- the menu. Uh, Sent to me today. Uh, so here oh, we got, we got, uh, pulled pork, obviously, with the yellow sauce and all that. Smoked Gouda mac and cheese. Oh, it's, uh, mm-hmm. poppy seed coleslaw, uh, potato I'm salad. Wa- mouse watering their mac and cheese. Uh, and includes tea. Uh, you can purchase wings and all that. Uh, we're having a wing eating contest with the, uh, our, uh, the offensive, offensive, offensive line. line. Where's, where's John? Is he still in here? John Strickland? I bet he John, can put him away. I was going to ask John if if he thinks he could uh, if he could hang with today's group of offensive linemen from when he played. If he can, 
we'll have him come with us and um and he can just try to shove down about 40 wings or so yeah kids seven and under get in uh with with an adult ticket you know so 84 months seven Right. 84 months, 84 months and under. Yeah, I, I figured seven, first grade, first grade, you know, that kind of thing. Because um, you, you'll want to bring, you know, bring your kids because uh, you'll want to get pictures. with. I mean, it's, it's cool for them to get pictures with the players and stuff. We'll have signed yeah. things available, uh, 50-50 raffle, door prizes. Uh, it is a fundraiser. So get your tickets and, you know, bring if you got some extra money, bring some extra money to buy some items. Uh, signed footballs, things like that. Uh, we'll be selling like video shout outs. So if you, like, you have a loved one that loves the Gamecocks and their birthday's coming up, kind of like cameo style, you can get to Carrie and Joyner to wish them a happy birthday. Put it right there on your phone. Uh, I think maybe be like 25 bucks or something like that. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't gotten the price sheet ready to roll just yet, but uh, you, you included in your ticket price, unlimited pictures with the players or whatever. If you want them to sign something uh, that you bring, uh, it's probably a small fee, uh, depending on the player and all that. And then we'll have items there. I think, I believe Palmetto Autographs is going to partner with us to, uh, help facilitate even more of the, the signed stuff. Um, so come on out, uh, ticket sales have been, uh, I sold one just a little while ago. Uh, I think, I think it's somebody's mom though. <laughs> uh, uh so one of the players always gets close. Yeah. yeah uh, but uh, you know, and, and you could use code big, Sp- uh, sorry, code TBS. That's right. TBS, like the big spur, uh, and get $10 off uh, right now uh, of the $50 admission. So How long does that run? Pretty good deal. It'll run it probably another week or two. Right, uh, so if you want then, a deal. Well, yeah, you know. TBS uh, is the thing. I know the week of, they'll probably all be like full price, but uh, go check it out. Go check it out. So, uh, And that's yeah. a Saturday. I know. Well, it's a Thursday and a Saturday, but Carolina plays Auburn that weekend, and they will throw the first pitch at uh, four o'clock so once this event concludes in mount pleasant uh, you can stick around and watch gamecock baseball uh with with a bunch of your friends with, with all of us i'm sure yeah. jb will be there i'm sure i'm, making, I'm sure i'm making flint drive this time i'm, I'm sure i'm sure we're gonna have a, a pretty good time after <laughs> come to the after party <laughs> that's uh, of the event that, the if, after if party I- is gonna be at Michael Stay Flint's out. parents' house. At Michael Flint's parents' house, yeah. That's where the after pool. party's at. Gamecock baseball uh, watch party at the Flint's. I need to call we'll fun. Hey, man, I'm going to bring about 140 people over on Saturday the 29th. Uh, you mind You mind cooking? Uh, which he would probably say, yeah. Hey, I, speaking, of, speaking of food, I pulled up Bainbridge, Georgia on the map. I've never been to Bainbridge, where John Strickland is from, and I'm – I don't know if anybody's like me, but anytime I pull up Google Maps, I always zoom down street level, and I always like to look at all the restaurants because I'm just – that's when I go places I want to eat at a good restaurant. So now I'm, like, enthralled with a couple of places I've found. The American Yesterday's Diner, RIP Yesterday's in Five Points. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You know, a place called Hardee's. Never heard of her. I'm just kidding. Parties. Um, Ricky Steak and Buffet. Yeah, dude. I'm like <laughs> Steak Uncle, and Uncle, Buffet. Uncle Bill's Pizzeria. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Dude, Bainbridge got, cuisine, man. That's it's off the charts. The recovery that sounds room good. High bar. That oh no. I'm not big into that. That's the hangover joint. Port City Diner. John, if you're in there, how is Boyd's barbecue? 
Bob he is in here. He answered our uh, name was no match for the guys on the chicken wing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. yeah so we're, I'm sitting here looking up food joints to eat in Bainbridge, Georgia for, I don't know why. For whatever I, reason. I'm ever over there. <laughs> ho- hopefully old, old Uncle Bill still got his pizzeria open. Incidentally, uh, there's a Flint River in. Uh, <laughs> yo, I saw that. It Bainbridge. runs against the Flint River. I've never even seen the Flint River. Um, which I'm a little upset about. It runs right over the uh, the border of uh, – oh, it runs into Lake Seminole. Okay. Well, that makes mm. sense. South Georgia board. Mm. That's a yeah. good football players down there. Good football players. Yeah, yeah it looks uh, fantastic. South, South Carolina's uh, actually gotten a lot of pretty good players from down Lee's. Uh, I think Lee County's in somewhat down in South Georgia. So uh, that's know, where Jerron Willis, Juju McDowell, Jamie Robinson came from there. What, Ryan Broadhead came from there. Can anyone tell that we? What? What'd you say? We lost you. What happened, Phil? I get hungry through you know towards the end of these shows. Oh yeah, always. Oh, yeah, and I don't. Dude, I always I don't eat. my diet. Yeah, and I don't eat before the show. I can't. I'll fall asleep. No, I don't yeah, either. Yeah, I don't. Eat you got to be on top either, of your game. But I get right. I only um, do a couple of shots of whiskey. Yeah, so. Uh, just a couple. We'll go over uh, tomorrow potential casualties in the transfer portal for South Carolina. We also have Michael Manis and Meredith Taylor tomorrow as the Masters gets underway. And we all, of course, know what's happening in South Carolina tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Number one and number six. It is the premier series in the country this weekend in college baseball. Boy, it's been a while since we've been able to say that. Uh, Founders Park, man, it just that is so cool. Uh, Mark good. Kingston is meeting with the media right now, and we will make sure to pass along his stuff tomorrow as well. No rotation officially released. I've got a pretty good idea what that's going to look at look like, but we'll hold off until he says it. Should know today though. Um, and the only other thing we missed, boys and girls. Uh, South Carolina right now by 24-7 Sports has the second-ranked transfer class in basketball. Good signs early. That's good for Lamont Paris. So, certainly. guys, now, if they can get get the kid from Wofford, I think they're cooking. Yeah, he just listed them in the top five yesterday, so that's good news. Good news. Thanks to everybody, always, for watching and uh, listening to our program. If you missed the interview at the top of it with Roman Kimball from Gamecock Baseball, you might want to check that out. His vlog, or vlog, is available on YouTube. But he's a great interview. It's good to see his dad pop in here today as well. Hats off to the Kimball family. Certainly excited about his future and what he'll add to Carolina's baseball program. Uh, but that was a lot of fun, and uh, we certainly hope you can go back and check that out. He even talks about Monty Lee and some of the players and their hunting experiences together. It's pretty interesting. Thanks to JC and Phil, always. Can't wait for tomorrow. It starts the Masters, and it starts our college baseball weekend. We hope you'll join us. That's all teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 from the Sinorama Studios on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.